Добре дошли на Интернационалът бейсболен подкаст. Сега ще ви представя вашия домакин, Дейвид Бърнс. It's from behind home plate. He's the guy calling the balls and the strikes. He's the one that we're kicking dirt on. And his name is Dana Pazinski. He's been uh, umpiring European baseball for 15 years now. Uh, he moved to Austria from New York uh, around 20 years ago. In 2009, he was the home plate umpire for the Baseball World Cup of Puerto Rico versus Canada. Uh, in 2009, he was the right field umpire uh, for the Baseball World Cup Gold Game, which was U.S. Uh, against Cuba. In 2010, he was nominated the 2010 European Baseball Umpire of the Year. In 2012, he was the Super Cup home plate umpire in the final game between Netuno and Bologna. And in 2012, he was the European Championship home plate umpire in the game between Holland and Italy. I really uh, enjoyed this interview. It's jam-packed full of great information, mostly about Holland and Italy, and uh, a little bit into Germany and the Czech Republic. Uh, I suggest uh, you listen to the whole podcast because there's some great tips in there. So without further ado, let's get on with the interview with Dana Pazinski. What's up, Dana? Welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Dave. Uh Based on your experience uh, in, in, in uh, European baseball and umpiring European baseball, uh, how, how do you find the prog- progression of European baseball uh, developing in recent years? I think in the, uh, I mean, I now have been involved in baseball for the last uh, almost 14 years in Europe, and I've seen a, a progression in some countries like the Czech Republic, in Germany, um, in Spain as well, where they're starting to develop and grow with the, with the better foreigners coming in, with the better coaches coming in. Um, but of course, there's still a separation between baseball here and baseball in Holland and Italy. Mm-hmm. Okay, so speaking of Holland and Italy, obviously, like uh, uh, everybody in Europe knows that they're they're the big two. Uh, if you can separate the countries in Europe into different tiers, Italy and Holland are in the top. But then, how would you how would you categorize the rest of the countries within Europe? I think it'd be a, like you said, on any given year, it can change between Italy and Holland. Um, as in the last European Championship, we saw it was Italy was the top team. Uh, and then you kind of get this, there's a next group where you have Spain, you have, Italy, uh, sorry, you have Spain, Germany, the Czech Republic. France can even be included in that group. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's a, the next tier of teams like Sweden, uh, Croatia. It depends on the year. It depends on who's playing. It depends on who's coaching. Yeah, okay. So uh, today I'd like to focus on maybe um, – the top two at the beginning here and then uh, depending on time and how much time we have we can move on and talk a little bit about the Czech Republic and Germany okay. and keep in mind during the interview it's it's more about just trying to as if the, the listeners are absolutely uh, new to Europe they're new to Europe and they don't really understand a lot about European baseball like you and I do okay. um, so yeah let's just talk a little bit about the Dutch Major League um, How much importing is going on? I know it's, there, it's a professional league, so it's a little bit different. How many imports are they allowed? Is there a limit? Uh, most Dutch teams, believe it or not, are playing with their own players. Yeah. Um, 
the way Holland is set up, Holland is so small that they have a chance to work with their national team every day. Mm-hmm. So the players inside the league who are playing in the national team especially are, are training more often than the other players. But the total picture in Holland is they work so much with their teams. They develop baseball so much that they don't really rely on foreigners. I think every team has maybe, I would say, a maximum of maybe two foreigners. Some teams, depending on, on the money they have, maybe three. But most every player that plays in Holland is a, is a, is a Dutch player or from Curacao. Okay. And uh, in comparison to Italy, I know that Italy carry quite a few more, maybe more out of uh, Latin America. Italy is, is mainly take, uh, they take a lot of ex-major league players. Mm-hmm. Um, in past years, we've seen players like Manny Alexander um, playing in Rimini. Um, they, they have a bigger budget, as it seems. And, again, as you said, they're using more Dominicans, more Venezuelans, and mm-hmm. they take more players out of AAA minor leagues. Mm-hmm. And, uh, okay, yeah, so that, that's what I wanted to get into next, the baseball background of imports. Just somebody, uh, you know, because a lot of players that come to my website, they're, they're, they're always asking about the Netherlands and Italy. Uh, can you give them an idea of, of what their background should be or their experience level should be to, to even have a shot within, in either country or, or maybe a, a path that they could take to try to get in uh, with an organization? If you're talking about a realistic opportunity to play in either Holland or Italy, you would have to say that you would have to be, I would say, envy a, a higher double-A or a triple-A player or have ex-major league experience. Mm-hmm. Um, more realistically, you would be, need to be looking at places like Germany, like the Czech Republic, uh, perhaps France as well, mm-hmm. um, if you don't have that type of background. Uh, there's a lot of players coming out of independent league baseball now also coming to Europe. Um, if we're talking about guys in Division One, Division Two. Um, usually Division One players, of course, are getting drafted, so they're mm-hmm. not looking to come play in Europe. Yeah. Division Two guys, JUCO, Division Three, uh, you should be looking at second-tier countries in Europe to play in. What do you know about contracts and uh, what, a, what a player would be paid to play in the Netherlands or in Italy? Yeah, it depends, again, it depends on your background. Mm-hmm. Um, well, guys in Europe, unless you're playing in Italy um, with ex-major league experience, you're not going to get rich. You're usually getting an apartment. And you might be making maximum, let's say if you were coming out of the minor leagues, you might be making a maximum of, I don't know, $1,500, $2,000 a month. Mm-hmm. If you're somebody with no minor league experience coming straight over here from college, you're maybe looking at anywhere between 400 to 800 Okay. And uh, can you give us an idea of, of the top clubs? Or, or if you were a young baseball player, where would you want to go play in, in Italy uh, or the Netherlands? If I'm talking about going to play in Italy, I'm talking about going to play in San Marino, or I'm talking about playing in Bologna, maybe talking about playing in uh, Rimini as well. If we're talking about playing in Holland, then you want to talk about playing for Amsterdam, Kinheim, mm-hmm. Neptunus. Those are the top teams you want to be talking about. Okay. And... You know, a lot of a lot of players find it also. Uh, what's important to them is is quality of life too. So, and uh, you know how professional the organization is. Uh, but let's let's focus on quality of life. Like, uh, can you give us an idea of, of which clubs maybe live in a nice uh, metropolitan area or or near the ocean or something like that? Yeah, when you're talking about playing in Italy, you want to go play in Rimini, of course, or maybe in Netuno because it's close to the water. Yeah. Um, small traditional towns with good food. Uh, if you're talking about playing in Holland, everything in Holland is so close. You're within an hour's drive or maybe a maximum hour and a half. Yeah. Uh, of being in Amsterdam or Rotterdam, one of the bigger cities. Mm-hmm. Um, it depends on the person. It depends on what your background is. I mean, where you grow up, what you're looking for. Yeah. Um, you have to make the most of the situation. You can't expect the situation to come to you. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's more of a of a question for for players that are looking to play in Germany and Austria and places like that. They typically be the uh, are the players that are looking to. 
to travel and see some of Europe using their baseball skills where players going to Italy or Netherlands are there more because they're professional players and they're uh, just moving their career overseas. That's true. But the thing is, I mean, the, the biggest advice I can give a player when you're looking for clubs is do your homework first. You yeah. know? Talk to somebody who's over here. Take a look at the websites. Take a look at the teams. Take a look at the results from the past couple of years that you can actually get a feel for what the situation might be. Yeah, I think the, that's the big. The, you hit the nail on the head with the first one there. Uh, if you talk to an ex-import of, of one of those clubs, it's probably the best way to go. They can paint a picture. Yep. Okay, this is the big question. Before we move on to maybe some tier, uh, second-tier teams, um, can you make a comparison to uh, of a Dutch of the Dutch league in the IBL, the Italian Baseball League, to maybe something back home? Yeah, I mean, when you're talking about the Dutch league or the Italian league, I mean, you're talking about minor league quality baseball. Um, The level of play is so intense. Uh, The competition is so intense. The ball players are very good. The game is fast. Um, Mm -hmm. It's like watching minor league baseball. Okay. Uh, With the German Bundesliga, uh, what's your opinion of of where the German Bundesliga stands right now with regards to European baseball and the level of baseball? I mean, when we talk about German baseball, you have to first think about 2004 when they won the B-pool against Slovenia and Regensburg with Greg Frady as their new trainer. Greg mm-hmm. Frady is kind of really the one who has brought German baseball to the forefront. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've competed in the World Cups. they competed in the World Baseball Classic Qualifier. German baseball has grown uh, leaps and bounds in the last 12 years. Um, the players have a different attitude. They treat it like a profession. Mm-hmm. Um, they step on the field and they make the plays that are supposed to be made. And that is allowing them to compete on the European level with clubs like Holland and Italy mm-hmm. or our countries. So, uh, yeah, I, I know that you've umpired a lot in Germany. Uh, what, what would you say are the, the – I know there's quite a, quite a drop-off from the top few clubs in each division or in the top of the German Bundesliga to the, the, the clubs that finish in the, in the last spots. Um, that tends to be the knock on the German Bundesliga anyway as far as, as how it can, can improve. Uh, what, what are the top clubs in the German Bundesliga? If you look at the South Division, you've got, of course, Regensburg. Um, you've got Heidenheim. This year you have Mainz. Um, the fourth team this year is Haar. They were kind of in a fight with Stuttgart for the last playoff spot. Um, then you look in the North Division, you got Soling, you got Paderborn, you got Bonn, you got Hamburg. Um, it's almost like in the North this year it seemed like anybody could beat anybody anytime. Um, in the South Division it was a little bit different because you had clubs like Tübingen, Bad Hamburg, uh, Haar. They don't have as, the budget, they don't have the quality of players that other teams have. And that's not to say that the players are bad. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just we're talking about a different talent level and the, and the foreigners they have. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, uh, you know, uh, what, would you, what would you recommend to any uh, college players that are coming over that want to come uh, or they just graduated from college and, uh, you know, they want to get, uh, get a start in the German Bundesliga? Uh, which clubs do you think are uh, the most professional or, or perhaps have the best facilities or uh, live in a, um, a, you know, a beautiful area or, or where there's a large metropolitan city? Uh, what would you recommend? Or, or if you were a young guy, what would be your choice? Yeah, if I'm talking about coming to Europe to play baseball, I'm trying to go to Regensburg because they've got a minor league stadium. Mm-hmm. They've got a first-class organization. Um, they've got the Major League Baseball Academy there now. Um, they're producing players every year who get drafted. So Regensburg is, is probably one of the places you want to be. The thing about Regensburg is they, they have continuity. The, mm-hmm. the players that come in are spending five, six, seven years there at a, at a time. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't really like to change as much. Um, right now, I think in the German Bundesliga, as a total picture, it's pretty professional. 
clubs treat each, they treat the players well. Um, they set them up in good situations, and it's up to the player to do the work. So how many opportunities do you think there are within the German Bundesliga, like per team? Are they bringing in two, three imports? What are the rules there? I know in Austria, where I play, you're allowed two imports on the field uh, at a time. It's the, it's the same in Germany. Yeah. Yeah. Um, most teams have three imports uh, maximum. Um, and, again, having two on the field in one game. Um, I would say every year there's probably, if you look at the south, you got eight teams in the south. We're talking maybe from the eight teams, you're looking at maybe ten players a year. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, are most of the players former minor league players or are a lot of them straight out of college? Uh, it's, it's a mixture of former minor league guys and, and guys coming out of college. Yeah. So okay. Actually, you're beginning to see a lot more minor league guys coming into Germany as well now. Yeah. So. Okay. Um, yeah, let's move on to the Czech Republic. Uh, what's your opinion as far as the Czech Extraliga and where it stands? Uh, you know, like I know that they're, they've competed quite uh, evenly with Germany in uh, the European Cup, and uh, yeah, where would you recommend? I know Drakis basically dominated that league for the past eighteen years. Uh, you know, what's going on over in the Czech Republic? Yeah, if you look at Drazi Brno, I mean, it's it's a fully professional situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of the players from the national team are playing in this club. Um, the coach there is does an amazing job with the facilities. They got an indoor batting cage. I mean, mm-hmm. the field is is really looks really good. Um, then you got teams like the Eagles in Prague. Uh, you got Ostrava. Um, the Czech Republic is basically, as you just said, it's a separation with Drazi and then everybody else who comes in. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a chance to work the Czech Republic against Chinese Taipei in a three-game series about a month yeah. ago. Um, and there's a separation there. You can see. Yeah. They're they're slow behind the fastball and they're fooled by the all-speed spot. Yeah. The biggest thing in Europe right now for the teams below Italy and Holland is the quality of pitching. Yeah. Yeah. It's. If you're used to seeing 90-mile-an-hour stuff all the time and the change-ups and the, and the off-speed stuff that are 86, you can compete with anybody. But that's not what every team has. Yeah. And in the Czech Republic, it's the same situation. Drazi mm-hmm. is, uh, is a team, again, with full national team players and ex-minor leaguers right now from the national team, and it's just a different level of baseball. Yeah. Um, are there the same opportunities, you would say, in the Czech Republic, or is it the same thing as in Germany as far as how many imports per team? It's pretty much the same, and, and the Czech Republic probably even less so because of the money situation. Okay. There's not as much money in the Czech Republic. Okay. So, but if they are bringing somebody over, it's a similar type deal. Similar type deal, yeah. Yeah. Return flight. Maybe return a- flight, meals, usually a meal, usually a, a place to live. Okay. In exchange, of course, for working with the youth, maybe, or taking care of the field, or something like that. Yeah. Okay. Second division. Let's talk second division. Uh, Italy, Netherlands. Uh, you know, I, I don't really know a lot about the second divisions going on there. I know I, a lot of the players that uh, come to my website are, are looking at going into the, the Series A in Italy, or uh, yeah, I'm not even sure. Are they importing first, much first in the Netherlands as well in the second division? No, the thing is, it's mainly former first division players um, mm. that are playing in both in either Holland or Italy. Um, there's really not a chance for imports to come in and play in those type of situations. Mm-hmm. Um, again, you're going to have to be looking at other countries if you if that's your idea. Yeah. The second division would not be something I would choose because it's mainly, again, older players that have played in the first division are, and don't want to compete there anymore, but they still want to keep playing. Okay. Uh, but there is a little bit of import going on, I believe. There's a little bit, but not a lot. It depends on the clubs. It's something you have to check on individually. Okay. Um, best European club cities for an import who wishes to use his baseball skills to see Europe. Uh, 
and he's more about the quality of life and wants to travel because I get a lot of players like that on the website too that are less about you know playing professional baseball and they're more about using their skills to see some of Europe. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, if you could pick anywhere in, in, in Europe to go or maybe a top five, doesn't matter what league, which team. If you're talking about top five, then you're talk- probably talking about going to Regensburg. Um, you're probably talking about Amsterdam. You're probably talking about Bologna, uh, perhaps Brno, and maybe uh, Rouen in France. Yeah, those those would be the top five. Okay. As, as far as organizations and professionalism, or or as or as far as sightseeing and I would say to do and- I would say the chance for sightseeing, the chance for things to do, the chance to be kind of centralized to be able to move from place to place. Yeah. Um, and also, of course, you know, the level of baseball. Okay, good. The, thing, the biggest thing to remember is if you're coming over here as a foreign player, you have a job to do first. Um, you got your job to do on the field, and then when you have the time, that's when you do your extra stuff. Yeah. Um, if you're just coming over here looking to have fun and looking to yeah, kind of extend your career or kind of looking for a summer kind of job to play baseball, you got to remember, when you're here, you represent baseball. You're a professional, yeah. and you have to do the job like one. Yeah, yeah that there does need to be a line that's clarified because I do notice a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of players that are either sent home early uh, or uh, released early uh, because uh, maybe they didn't have the right idea of, of what's going on over here. They used it more as a free ticket over so they can go see a lot of the country and didn't keep up their end of the bargain. Maybe didn't didn't run those poles or throw those bullpens that like they should and. Uh, it's the same in basketball, the exact same situation. Yeah. you got guys coming over here looking for a free ticket to, to play sports, but actually to travel or do whatever. But, hey, if you want to play the game, you got to come over here and do it seriously. Yeah. And how can a club avoid those situations, too, as, a, as a, maybe a non-native English speaker interviewing somebody from the U.S. and trying to get a feel for, hey, is this a guy that's coming over here and he's going to take it seriously or not? That's always the difficulty, too, that I find. It's, it's the communication at the beginning, you know. Yeah, I think a club has to do their homework. I mean, stats, there's a lot you can read into stats and things like that, but I think you have to talk to coaches. Yeah. You have to talk about uh, talk to coaches in the conference where guys play mm-hmm. or talk to coaches in the, in the leagues where these guys play to get a picture of what this person's about. Yeah. That's how you can uh, basically do some preventive medicine before they get here. Yeah, you definitely need to, to use those references that they provide on my website and, and contact them. Yeah. Uh, and then I would recommend maybe like a Skype interview or and just get a, try to get a feel for the per, who the person is. You're right. Okay, so um, for those imports that are coming over and they want this to be more than a, a one a one shot deal, uh, they want to come over here and, and have a long international career. Uh, do you have any uh, recommendations of uh, how to uh, obtain that longevity and 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 also um, I know this is a question but uh, expectations that they should have coming into it of what of the differences maybe in european baseball yeah you have to remember this europe is not america um at home we we grow up at the game we're used to growing up with a situation where we have to compete to be on teams and in a lot of situations in europe guys are just on a team um, without having those guys you don't have a team so right there at the beginning it's completely different than what we're used to um Come in with expectations, zero expectations. Come in knowing that you have to do a job when you get here. You might have to be more of a leader. Um, you might have to be more vocal. Or it might be a situation where you have to watch and learn. Um, I would say when you get here, if you want to have a long career, you have, you have to produce, of course, but you have to find the right situation. You have to find a club who's willing to have that continuity to keep somebody here that long. Yeah. 
Good. Well, great, Dana. This went a lot quicker than I thought. Uh, <laughs> you, you're right on the ball with all your answers and everything, and I appreciate your time. Uh, I know I've got a million more questions for you because I know you're the guy to talk to. You've seen it all. You've been around Europe, uh, and uh, you've been doing this a long time over here. And uh, maybe we can follow up with part two sometime down the road. Sounds good. Yeah. Thanks, right. Dave. Thanks, buddy. All right, partner. Thanks, man. Well, that wraps up episode number 10. Thanks again to Dana for giving us his time and sharing his knowledge with us. Uh, If you wish to be on the podcast or if you uh, know somebody that uh, would be a great guest to have on the podcast, please email me at internationalbaseballcommunity at gmail.com and uh, let me know. Also, I'd appreciate it if you uh, share this podcast or uh, like it on your Facebook. That would uh, help get the word out there and uh, get some more listeners on here. And uh, just want to remind you all that the International Baseball Community website and podcast is a free service uh, helping aspiring professional baseball players connect with clubs overseas. Uh, There are some costs involved, and to help offset these costs, I have affiliate links throughout the website to uh, baseball suppliers uh, in the U.S. And, uh, yeah, if you click on one of those links and you purchase some... uh, baseball supplies through those links anything you purchase after clicking through that link i receive a small commission and that helps offset some of the costs i also have an amazon uh, affiliate link as well and uh, for any general purchase needs that you uh, you have so thanks if you do that and uh, if you don't no big deal either Uh, i just appreciate you listening so thank you everybody and uh, catch you next time